Hello, hi. Hola, bienvenidos a Superate Princesa podcast. Welcome, welcome. This is a work-life podcast for Latinas, and this is your host, Maria Elisa Ramos de Peña. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me in this new episode. Muchas gracias a todo el mundo aquí. For those who come from the first episode, thank you so much for all the support that you guys gave me. De verdad, lo siento en mi corazón, like... Every download meant so much to me. We got about 80-something downloads, and that is something that has made me so happy. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who supported me from the beginning. And to those who have not heard the first episode, welcome. This is a very cool podcast that I think you should hop on to. It is a work-life podcast for Latinas, but this is helpful information for anyone. Así que if you want to become a better version of yourself and you want to be able to overcome challenges at work, within your family, and within yourself, stick around. We're going to learn about different ways that we can do that. I am not a professional, so Everything that I look up is for you and I to grow, to be better versions of ourselves and become those queens that we want to be. So if this is something that you're interested in, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram so you can stay updated. I do share some cool content on there. But other than that, at the end of this episode, definitely give us a rating on Spotify and share it with your friends, okay? A todo el mundo out there, let's get it. Okay, mi amores. So the reason why I'm talking about personality is because of the information that you can get from understanding your personality type. When you know your personality type, you're going to better understand a lot of the strengths and weaknesses that go with that type. And a lot of that can resonate with you and help you. You can learn more about how to deal with conflict, how to pick your battles, how to better communicate, things that are usual pitfalls for people of your personality type, even famous people and seeing what they did that maybe you could even take on and thrive off of. So this information is incredibly useful. So that's kind of why I'm here talking about it. And I'm also talking about it because I grew up with this one phrase. And let me know if you've heard it at home. Es dime con quien andas y te diré quién eres. Which is, tell me who you hang out with and I'm going to tell you who you are. Now, yes, a lot of times who I hang out with can really tell a lot about who I am. But at the end of the day, we're all so different in a friend group or just with the people we hang out with. We're all so different. We have such different personality types. And some things can be very similar, but at the end of the day, the differences need to be fostered and they need to be really recognized because that's where people kind of shine. Like once you see the parts of them that make them special, that's something that they can use to become even better. That's that's their superpower. And we really need to foster that. And that's what I'm here for. I want to foster that superpower that you have. Okay, so let's find out a little more about personality first, a little more about the the benefits of this research that has been going on for so long. Uh, and then we're going to dive into the Myers-Briggs type indicator, which is one way to find your personality type. And um, then we're going to talk a little more about 
what else you can find with this information. So if this is something you'd like to hear about today, stick around y vamos para allá. All right, so personality is derived from the Greek word persona. Persona in Latin means a mask. And it came from ancient times where actors would wear a mask to portray a certain emotion or personality trait that describes the character better so the people in the audience could better understand the person. Now, in the present day, we still wear these masks, right? Figuratively, of course, but we put these on every single time we wake up and try and hide behind our masks for many different reasons. Now, this mask or persona represents a certain role in society that we're trying to take on. So every day you might feel very much like that person that you want to be. So your mask can look a lot like the real you. As other days, we really just do not feel in touch with ourselves and who we wish to be. So we wear a mask that's just nothing like us. For us to better understand who we are and the mask that we often wear, we really need to become aware of ourselves. When you become more self-aware, you start to build what is a concept of yourself. This is really studied by psychologists and especially humanistic psychologists because they're more focused on understanding human behavior through the eyes of the person behaving versus other psychology perspectives that try to understand human behavior through the eyes of the observer. A very well-known humanistic psychologist, Carl Rogers, has a central theory of personality that is about the notion of self or the concept of self. The person that we envision to be, Carl Rogers identifies as the ideal self. This is la persona, that embodies your goals, your ambitions, your values, your morals, uh, which means that it is constantly changing. La persona que ves en el espejo, the person you see in the mirror, that's your self-image. This is how we see ourselves every day. Are we smart? Soy bonita? Soy fea? Am I strong? Am I patient? So who do you see your, every day in the mirror? And then the third component is the self-esteem. This is how we feel or think about ourselves. Do I think that I, I can take this on? Do I think that I'm capable? When the first two personas, and listen very closely, when the first two personas do not match, this is what he calls an incongruence. Incongruence is very important to understand because it could be the reason that we have anxiety a lot of times. Because what you know about yourself, which is your self-concept, is being threatened by reality. Things are not lining up between the person that you thought you knew and the, the experiences that you're having. Who you say you are and who you really are are not matching. So a lot of anxiety can come out of that. For example, someone might say that they're truthful, I see, okay, que son honestos. But when you give them a secret, they go and tell someone else. Then they start to live in a fear of someone finding out. And when someone does, 
they don't come clean, they deny it, or they use whatever other defense mechanism to help them cope with a distorted view of themselves. This incongruence is very, it's, it's, it's a lot because when you wake up and the whole day is just not really you, you can really go to bed thinking, I don't even know who I am anymore. That's why this incongruence cannot foster self-actualization, which is what we're trying to do here in Superate Princesa. That's what you are coming here for, is to self-actualize. If you don't know, self-actualization is the process of reaching your full potential. And for us to do this, we really need to know ourselves better and accept ourselves the way we are and continue to work to realizing our talents and abilities. Es un proceso bien largo. It's a very long process. And a lot of people do not ever reach this. A lot of people do not get to this point because, you know, life gets in the way. Many people already know about this self-actualization from Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And let me know if you know about that. And if you do, that's really cool. This concept, for those who don't know, was created by a guy named Abraham Maslow. He is a very big pillar of humanistic psychology. Very cool man. I recommend that you guys check out his work. Pero Maslow's hierarchy of needs is like a pyramid. Well, it is a pyramid. And for you to like visualize it, think of five levels for that pyramid and they go horizontally. At the bottom, you're going to have your physiological needs, like food and shelter. Then, one level higher, you're going to have your safety needs, like employment or health. Another level higher, you're going to have love and belonging, like intimacy and friendship, those kinds of needs. And then you're going to have esteem, which are needs like freedom and respect. And then... Your last level, all the way at the peak of the pyramid, is going to be your self-actualization needs, which is fulfilling your potential, whatever that might be for you. So esa es la pirámide. That's, that's, that's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And he also made sure to let people know that a person must acquire and master each level of the pyramid before going to the next need. He used this to better understand self-actualizing behaviors, how humans' needs change throughout their lifespan, and to also understand how these needs influence the development of your personality. So whatever you fill in your pyramid for what is love and belonging for you, what is esteem, what you know, whatever you fill in there, That is kind of what shapes your personality, according to Abraham Maslow. The development of personality is a process that we go through. And because our needs and the things that we derive purpose from are different for all of us, those differences are the things that we need to foster because that's our superpower. That's what makes us such a good accountant. That difference between these two people is what makes both of them so special. This person can see things very analytically and very straightforward, and this person can see the meaning behind things. And so everyone has their superpower. And that, that's why I'm here. I want you to find that for yourself. So before 
let's make some things clear about personality, okay? Especially the definition. It has a lot of definitions and there's not one that's like straight, like for sure type of definition. But one that people can really rely on is that personality is a pattern of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that are unique to each person. This study of personality didn't just start with Roger and Maslow. It's literally been going on for centuries. From Hippocrates with the four humors. And he says that these four humors are biles, como una sustancia. And it's going to be your blood, your phlegm, your black bile, and your yellow bile make up your personality, according to Hippocrates. Then we also have traditional Chinese medicine with the limits of the elements of earth, fire, wind, metal, and water. Later on, we get what a lot of people know, Sigmund Freud with the id, the ego, and the superego. So personality has been researched for so long. It has allowed us, and by us, I mean like <laughs> humanity, to be able to predict behavior and use that information for things like marketing to a specific personality type or stopping people from harming others, even like matchmaking. So it has been very resourceful. And so I think it can be very resourceful for you as well. They use this nowadays with the MMPI, which is the Minnesota Multifacet Personality Inventory. And they use this to really determine personality traits and psychopathology to help with the diagnoses of mental disorders and in assessing mental health issues. Some of us already partake in this kind of stuff and look for answers about ourselves when we do these BuzzFeed quizzes, and don't lie to me if you've done one, okay? <laughs> I have done many. <laughs> so when we do these quizzes about like, I don't know, what princess are you? What Hogwarts house do you belong to? What zodiac sign are you in your birth chart? You know, we already go looking for this information because we are looking to belong. And for us to really belong and feel like we're a part of something, it really takes you to understand what part of you makes a difference in the world. What part of you is a part of something, you know? You could be a, a great artist, but then you really try to find what kind of art do I do that can help humanity. So this is why I want you to find your personality type. I want you to find that special part of yourself. And the way that we're going to approach this is doing the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. And this is a self-report tool that's used to determine personality types. And it's one of the most known around the world, which is kind of why I picked this. But the reason that really made me pick the Myers-Briggs is because when I was traveling like last week, um, I went to Goodwill, Gombapi, and... I really kind of shoot for the books all the way in the back. So I already knew I wanted to write about personality for this episode. And then I was like, okay, well, let me see if I find something. And I just like look around and kind of grab the first thing I saw. And it was this book called Do What You Are. And this book helps you find a career that fits you 
through the secrets of your personality type. So I don't know about you, but God and the angels kind of put that there for me. <laughs> and not even for me, for you guys. This book is so, so, so resourceful and so interesting and packed with information about every single personality type. So if this is something that interests you, definitely um, check out our Instagram. There's going to be a link tree in the bio and that's where I'm going to put this book. So if you want to buy it and learn more about yourself and careers that could fit you, um, go check it out. And it's it's really interesting. So I'm going to use information from there. And I'm also going to use information to describe these personality types and their characteristics from um, truity.com. Now back to Myers-Briggs. This is again a self-report tool to determine personality types. This was actually created by two women. Isn't that great? I love that. This was created by two women. It's a mom and a daughter uh, named Catherine Cook Briggs and Isabel Myers Briggs. And Catherine contributed the funding and the theoretical basis for this instrument. And Isabel contributed with the, the rest of the research and collaborations with various medical colleges and students, as well as the help of the one and the only Carl Jung. She then connected with the head and researchers of the Educational Testing Service and signed a contract for this instrument to be published through them. Now, I don't know if this rings a bell for you, but ETS, the Educational Testing Service, is a place that does, like, the GRE. I don't know if you're a grad student, like, or applying to grad school like myself, but the GRE is a big deal, and... They published the Myers-Briggs. I don't know about you, but I think that's very interesting. So back to it. I'm going to help you identify four letters that will allow you to know more about yourself. But before we dive into that, I do have a few notes. So first, for you to get your results, you can either do it yourself or get a more accurate assessment with a professional who's an expert in this field. And by the way, you can actually become one yourself. Like, isn't that cool? But um, if you want something more accurate, y quieres usar esa información and have this information for something that's very important and close to you, definitely I recommend that you reach out to a professional. I think you can get a professional assessment for $50 through their website, the Myers-Briggs website. Not sure, but if this is something that interests you, I would check that out. Second is because I'm only an interested individual and not an expert, I'm not going to dive too deep into this because I don't really want to get things too wrong. I don't want to tell you that you're this when you're that. Um, so I will read some descriptions from the website truity.com. This website is a really good resource for you to learn about your personality type. And it's founded by Molly Owens with the goal to make quality personality test more affordable and accessible so i highly recommend it it is incredibly well laid out like you cannot get lost and it also talks about other personality tests so if you want to see other ones like the big five definitely just go to the truity.com website and check it out there 
third thing is that I want to take note of the fact that your personality changes over time, but it does have dominant traits that you'll carry like throughout your life. So keep in mind those parts of yourself that have been pretty stable and the parts of yourself that have changed uh, since childhood, but really focus on the dominant things when you're trying to find your personality type today. So for you to understand what you're about to do, each dimension, which are the four letters that make up your personality type, they are in a continuum. So when I mean four letters, it'll come out like INFJ or ESTP or ENFP that way. So each letter is going to be a dimension and this dimension is a continuum. So think of each letter as a ruler. You're going to have the middle, which is neutral, and then you're going to have two extremities, which are your possible preference of like behavior. So the first letter is between extroversion and introversion. So one side is going to be extroversion, and then the other side will be introversion. And you're just going to put a little like dot in whichever part of the line you feel like you fit most. Like... I already can say I'm an extroverted person, so I'm going to put my dot not all the way to the extroverted side, but kind of on that area because I know that I can have some introverted characteristics sometimes. I can really want to be alone a lot of times, and sometimes I prefer to just be at home than being out at a party or something. So understand that you are not one or the other. You're just a little more of this than the other thing, okay? So we're gonna start by checking out these four letters. And as I said, the first one is between extroversion and introversion. Um, This is something that we already all talk about pretty often and kind of understand on some level already about ourselves. But for those who don't, extroversion can be shown kind of with your the way that you relate with the world. This is what this first letter is all about. How do you focus on the world? Are you more outwardly or inwardly focused? So if you are more outwardly focused, you could be described as talkative, outgoing, te gusta la cosa rápida, you like it fast, you like tend to work uh, ideas with your friends, you think out loud, you enjoy being the center of attention, and those kinds of things. But if you're more introverted, you could be described as more reserved and private. You could say you prefer more slower-paced things for you to like contemplate. You tend to think things through inside of your head, un poco más callada y reservada. You could say that you would rather watch the people that are the center of attention than be the center of attention. So one way to really understand this first letter is by answering the question of, of like, or picking which question is more like you. Is it either how can I affect the world or how does this affect me? So how does this affect me is more for the introverted people And how can I affect the world is more for the extroverted people. That's your first letter. 
So let's move on to the second letter. And this letter has a lot to do with how do you prefer to take in information? So are you someone who is more focused on the reality of how things are? Do you pay attention to the concrete facts and details of the information? Do you prefer ideas to have practical applications? Do you like to describe things in a specific and literal way? Or are you more of someone who imagines the possibilities of how things could be? When you take in information, do you notice the big picture and how it all connects? Do you enjoy new ideas and concepts? Or do you describe things in a very figurative manner, very poetic? Do you like metaphors? So if you are more someone who likes the reality of things for the way they are, you just see the facts, the details, you know, very straightforward, then you, you are more sensing. You prefer sensing when you take in information. Use your five senses, nothing more. But if you are someone who likes the possibilities of things and seeing the meaning behind it, the, the, the possibilities of what could be, of what could never be, you know, like you like to dive deeper in this information, then you're preferring intuition, which is a lot of times what they call the sixth sense. So you process and take in information through your intuition. So that's your second letter. It's going to be between an S for sensing or an N for intuition. So your third letter has everything to do with how do you prefer to make decisions? Are you someone who makes decisions in an impersonal way? You like the logic and like basic reasoning, like like just logical reasoning. You value justice and fairness. You enjoy finding the flaws in an argument, playing devil's advocate. When you make decisions, would you say that you are level-headed and reasonable? Or are you someone that bases your decisions on more of your personal values and the things that matter to you? And you don't take full action without considering others and how it affects them. Do you value harmony, forgiveness, and unity? Do you like to please others and point out the best in them? Uh, could you be described as someone who is warm and empathetic? If you would say that you value harmony and you like decisions that are considered through and through with others in mind and your values, then you prefer feeling. But if you were someone who does things in a more um, impersonal way and you really value the justice in things and the fairness and understand things by just the facts, you make decisions based on things that aren't emotional, then you prefer thinking. If you prefer thinking, it can be represented with a T and feeling with an F. And that's, your th and that's your third letter. Now, your last letter is going to have everything to do with the way that you prefer to live your life. Are you someone who prefers to have matters settled before continuing, like decisions made? 
Are you someone who likes rules and thinks that they should be respected and deadlines? And do you prefer to have detailed step-by-step instructions and you need your itinerary? Um, Do you make plans and want to know what you're getting into? Plan ahead? Or are you someone that prefers to leave your options open and see rules and deadlines as something that's more flexible for you? You like to uh, improvise and spontaneity. Um, You enjoy surprises and new situations and just leaving doors open. Are you someone like that that likes to kind of go with the flow? If so, then you prefer perceiving. And if you are someone who likes the structure and needs it in a way, then you prefer judging. Judging is represented with a J and perceiving is represented with a P. So those are our four dimensions. Those are the four letters that make up your personality type. So for example, I'm going to use myself and uh, my brother and my friend. So I am an ENFJ. So I am someone who is outwardly focused. I take information with my intuition. I use my feelings to make decisions. And I prefer living using my judgment. So that's me. My brother is a lot like me. I've always known that he's a lot like me, but I knew there's something different about us. He is an ENFP. So the way that he lives his life is a little bit more open to the options than I am. We're definitely very extroverted. We do um, we do make a lot of decisions with our feelings and we like to talk about the possibilities and the deepness of things when we talk so the e and f i definitely see that in us the j and the p is what sets us apart now with my best friend she's an intj she's much more introverted than i am she uses her intuition so we love to talk about the possibilities of things all the time literally all the time we're like but what if but what if but what if and um she makes decisions a little with a more um level-headed manner i'm a little more on my feelings and i do consider other people in my decisions very often and uh she is a judgment person when it comes to the way that she lives her life so we both have pretty organized environments and like the itineraries and stuff like that she might be a little more structured than me for sure but at the end of the day we both like our structure so that's how you can see that people can relate and have things that are very similar and those can really work together. I work together very well with both of these people and our differences kind of help us grow. So if you're an ENFJ like myself, I just want to tell you a little information that you can find about yourself that can be very useful. For example, ENFJs, and this is according to truity.com, Um, They make up 3% of the population, and they are idealist organizers who are driven to implement their vision of what is best for humanity. 
They often act as catalysts for human growth because of their ability to see potential in other people and in their charisma in persuading others to their ideas. They're focused on values and visions, and they're passionate about the possibilities for people. And I gotta say, in de verdad no puedo mentir aquí, that is so much like me. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know if by this podcast you can tell, pero para mí sí, like this, this sounds a lot like me. And there are so many careers that they tell me that I could pursue. And thankfully, I already went through this process of like, finding who I am and my superpower in school, um, in college. So I really do know this information can be useful. And it geared me towards the type of career that I want. And it is mentioned as one of the top careers for ENFJs or what they call the teacher. They all have names. So if you want to know your personality type and you already got it uh, from this podcast, you want to know more, Definitely check out truity.com. Learn more about your personality type so you can really see what part of yourself is your blind spot. What part of yourself is is a really big strength in like a work environment. Get to know yourself a little better so you can really self-actualize. Because there are some updates that you might need and you really need to know what kind of apps you need to update within yourself. <laughs> That's a cool way to see it. Can you can you tell that I <laughs> can you tell that I take information through my intuition? <laughs> um anyways, uh yeah, definitely check out this information. It can be useful for relationships, job, dynamics, and so much more. And even within your family, you can better understand why your brother is so analytical or why your cousin really always just needs to follow her heart. Um, you can also uh, learn more about conflict, which is very important. Learn how to pick your battles. Um, I, with this information, I'm learning that I really need to consider myself and only myself when I'm making decisions. At times, I can consider others because others are involved. But at the end of the day, I really need to think of what's best for me. Another thing before you go is please don't fixate on this information. It is very useful, but you cannot see everyone as a personality type. And you really shouldn't have that as a way that you relate to others. Like, let's say you find a personality type that you really don't like. I really don't like this, like, I don't know, INTJ or something. No. And then you, you go out and you start dating And you're like, I could never date an INTJ, ever. No, be open to the options. Everyone's got a continuum going on. Everyone's different. So don't fixate on this information, but definitely use it at your advantage. And um, focus on becoming a better version of yourself. And know that there are many ways to do this. So for the next episode, we're going to find ways a little more interesting of becoming the queen that we want to be. So definitely stick around and follow us on Instagram and show us uh, your support. Give us a little rating on Spotify. Muchos besos a todo el mundo. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and you find it very resourceful. Share it with your friends. Y mucho, 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 mucho amor y mucho beso. Los quiero un montón. Hasta la próxima. Mua. See ya.